Father, we thank you that you create how you want to create. And we see this uh, two people here tonight that have been created in a particular way that has been applied, they have applied, to bring worship to you. And Father, I know your hand of com commendation is upon them at this time. We, we know that. We have a surety of that. Your, your smile is upon them as they take this, these next, next steps where they can outwork their giftedness and their creativity in the way that will bless the world. And Father, we pray for them now as they take these next steps of journey to where they're going, to what they're going to be doing. And Father, I pray that those things that you have instilled in them over these years will now come to the fore that will flow out of them. As they've been taking in, may there now be a flow out as well as coming in and so that uh, they will be able to influence those around the world, around this nation for the kingdom of God. I pray growth and maturity for them as they take each step that they would feel an internal growth just bursting out of them, that they would find the words of God speaking through them, that the wisdom of God would come through them. We bless them now. As a, as a family of God, we bless them in the name of Jesus. Say, be filled with the Spirit. Hear the Word of God over your life every day. Amen. God, I thank you for the gifts that you have placed in both Luke and Nicole. I, I thank you, God, that you have called them um, to both to greatness. And I, I declare that over them right now. I thank you, God, um, that they are uh, that they are incredible. Um, it's an amazing son and a daughter of the King of Kings. And so, God, I, I pray that they would be able to lift their head, that they would be able to walk out, that they would be able to step out. Uh, in their journeys with you, knowing that without a doubt, that they would know that they would be able to even de declare that over themselves who you have called them to be. And I thank you uh, for great influence um, th through them as they partner with you, Holy Spirit. May it, it be an incredible joy to, to step out with you, Holy Spirit, and as you lead and guide them. May they know your presence in Jesus' name and your protection. Amen. Thanks, Aaron. Well, before we get into this next song, we're going we're gonna to sing Come to the Altar, but I want to read you a verse from Matthew 11, um, verse 28, and it says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light.
have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? Jesus is calling. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was born with 
keep that posture of worship of praise. Our theme this year has been purposed and we've spent quite a bit of time looking at Stephen from Acts chapter 7. I think that song is incredibly appropriate. You know, at the end of Stephen's life, he gazed up into heaven. It says he saw Jesus at the right hand of the Father and he was glowing at the time. It's something that when we look at Jesus, when we focus on Jesus, we start to reflect who Jesus is. We start to reflect something of his character, something of his nature, something of his goodness, maybe even something of his glory. For us to truly reflect Jesus wherever, whenever, be like Jesus, we need to be purposed. We need to live very intentionally. I like Ephesians chapter 2. It reminds us that we are created with works to do. And uh, Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 7 says this. It says, Throughout the coming ages, we will be the visible display of the infinite, limitless riches of His grace and kindness, which was showered upon us in Jesus Christ. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. For it was only through this wonderful grace that we have believed in Him. Nothing we did could ever earn the salvation, for it was the gracious gift from God that brought us to Christ. So no one will ever be able to boast, for salvation is never a reward for good works or human striving. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. We have come, sorry, we have become His poetry, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny He has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the Anointed One. Even before we were born, even before you were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Turn our eyes upon Jesus. Living purpose, living with intention, starts and finishes with our eyes being turned toward Jesus. really want to encourage you with that tonight. We have six, I think five, speakers tonight. So if you would all like to come and sit on the step behind me, you guys can take a seat. Great. Thank you, Monique. I'm going to mix your order, order up a little bit. How about Ray stay there? How about Dan and Jay go down that end? How about Kathan come up here? Is that all right, Monique? You're number three. That's where you wanted to be, eh? She bribed me. I know that looked on the, but no, she didn't really. Luke, have you got the sound there? No, he's coming. There's going to be a sound. So these guys, what they've been asked to do tonight is to share a thought on something that they've learnt spiritually in their spiritual walk this year that they're going to take into next year. Because it's pointless to go through a year unless we take something forward with us, eh? Yes, that's right. It's pointless. You're going to have to be more responsive to them than you're being to me right now, though. Otherwise, you're going to make it really hard on them. So, 
Is that the three-minute sound or the four-minute sound? Oh. So what's going to happen? They've got four minutes each. And Luke is going to give us a sound. Anything, Luke? Yeah, no, he's doing another one. I can see him looking. Have you got another one? So that's going to happen at four minutes, which means your time is up, okay? So, you know, if it feels rude and that, too bad. I only gave them three minutes, so I've already been generous. I've given them 30% extra for free. And um, so we'll start with Pastor Ray. Give Pastor Ray a great big hand. Great. Thank you, Luke. Thank you, Sheridan. How are we doing? Good. Great to see you. I want you to be responsive for all the speakers this evening. I'm sure you've had this experience where you've been to a restaurant. It happened to me a number of years ago. I was in Palmerston North. won't tell you the name of the restaurant because it's a well-known chain. Asked for a meal. Uh, anybody who knows me well, it's going to be steak on the plate. And that's what I ordered. And out came my meal. And um, I just took one look at it. And I wasn't impressed. My steak was burnt and charred. And the vegetables were just slopped on it. It was not good. So guess what I did? I sent it back, and I did a deal, but because we're short for time, I can't tell you what the deal was. But have you ever had this experience? You go to a restaurant, and a meal was served to you, and the waiter goes, sir, enjoy your meal. And you've, you've ordered an eyefillet steak. It's got your favorite sauce over it. It's got some baby potatoes. It's got some kumara. It's got some baby delicious beans. And you put your fork into the steak and you, oh, man, it's delicious. And the juice just dribbles down the side of your cheeks and, man, it's just absolutely beautiful. And what makes it even more beautiful, you can just feel the love that's gone into this meal. It's just something else. So, two different meals. And we can live our lives two different ways. We can live it with sort of sloppy steak on the plate or with eye fillet steak that absolutely tastes delicious. And uh, the theme of this year, as Pastor Sheridan has mentioned, is purposed. And so my question to you this evening, are you living a more purposeful life now in December 2017 than what you were in January 2017? Are you living more purposeful, more intentional? If I asked, what is the purpose for your life, would you go, I don't know? Or can you go, that's it, this is what it's all about? So I want you to leave tonight going, that's what it's about, this is me on track, when you go into 2018. And here it is, three simple things, I just want you to say them to yourself and say them to your neighbor. Number one, believe in God. Number two, love God. Number three, love others. When anybody asks you what the purpose of God for your life it is, believe in God, love God, and love others. It's as simple as that. Whenever you ask what is the purpose for my life, those are the three things. You don't have to think about it. You may not know all the detail. You may not know how that's all expressed. Because here's the thing. God gives us gifts. God's given Sheridan lots of gifts. One of them is playing the trumpet. He's pretty good at it. He's pretty good at making coffee. I look at um, Luke. Where's Luke? He's up on the piano there. Now, hopefully, you'll just give me another minute for this, Luke. But Luke, 
maybe two. Luke is really good at playing instruments. He has this gift. And the thing is to express love to others, it's really simple. Loving God and loving others. Use your gift to express love to others. The guy that made that steak that was just, I had to send back, he put no love into that meal. It was none. But the beautiful steak that I explained following that one that just made our mouths water, there was love poured into it. And here's the thing, when you get to heaven and stand before God, this is what he'll say, did you get it? And he wants us to say, yeah, I got it. And this is a question, did you love me and did you love others? Did you love them? And we're about to say, yeah, because I knew that was the purpose, and I used the gifts you put in my life to share those with others. Some of us, he's given us the gift to encourage. Some of us, he's given the gift to evangelize. Some of the others, he's given the gift of leadership. Three purposes, believe, love God, and love others. God bless. Sweet. Hey guys, one thing that God's really challenged me um, spiritually about is the power of my words. Like, I always knew that they're powerful. Like, mum, when we were little, got that um, verse, Proverbs 18, 21. Um, the tongue is the power of life and death. Those who love it will eat its fruit. Like, that was one thing that mum just said, okay, Kathan, stop speaking death. Like, <laughs> the whole time. And then I was thinking about, like, I don't think we put enough emphasis and realize how much weight we carry with our words. Like, God created the whole earth by speaking. <laughs> that means, like, your words have authority. <laughs> They're not just, like, something little. Like, if you can create something off it, that's powerful. And I was thinking this year of going, like, as a son of the king or as a daughter of the king, do we realize our royal identity knowing that because we're, like, princes and princesses of God, that actually our words must carry weight. I think I walked personally at the start of the year just chucking throwaway comments. But when actually Holy Spirit revealed to me, like, hey, there's no such thing as a throwaway comment when you're a man of influence. And, like, as a daughter or a son of God, you are. It's in your identity. And, like, one of my um, favorite verses is um, Proverbs 12, 18. It's um, the words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. So, like, who do you want to be? Who do, you, do you want to be that guy who just goes and says something? Like, and you go, oh, the next day, oh, no. Why did I say that? Like, it's just my words personally. I was just chucking all these things just like if, as if they're, like, weightless. Like, one thing my dad had to say when I was growing up was going, Kathan, you're not a kid anymore. You can't just jump on that table. You're too heavy. You'll break it. Like, like we realize that actually going up our words actually powerful, thus strong. So if our church, if the, the church stands up and speaks like our words actually have the authority they hold, what would change? Yeah, that's my challenge. All right. Hi, guys. Um, so uh, something that has been, that has kind of stood out to me this year um, that I've been working on is... Uh, Along the lines of being purposed, for me, what purpose means is sort of centered on Christ. And so that's, that's what I've been trying to focus on this year. Um, and so two words have stood out to me that both work very well together. So bear with me and I'll explain why. Um, closeness is the first word and stillness is the second. 
uh, and I will explain. Um, so closeness. Uh, I am a procrastinator. Anyone else want to claim to that title? Yeah, my people in the back. All right. <laughs> um, I also got a major fear of failure, which is not a great combo, especially for like all those uni assignments. So uh, that kind of filters into my, the rest of my life. You know, the fear of failure. You don't want to make mistakes. You don't want to let people down, all that stuff. Um, so I found a really neat trick to get out of making a lot of mistakes, and that is staying close to God. Yeah, so um, that just means that the closer you are to God, the closer you are to the path that he has prepared for you, um, which means less dumb human mistakes and less anxious moments as well. So that's good for me. Um, so God calls for us to be closer. In Psalm 73 verse 28, he says, but as for me, oh, this is not God. This is David, I'm pretty sure. Um, it says, as for me, the nearness of God, of God is my good. I have made the Lord God my refuge that I may tell of your works. Uh, stillness, the second word. I used to be a very talkative person as a kid. Some of my friends will probably tell you uh, I'm still kind of talkative. Um, but I also used to want to be very busy as well, busy and doing things and trying not to get bored. Um, and I find I never run out of things to do. If you run out of like reading a book, you go on to watching Netflix, that sort of thing. Uh, so a lot of people do... They, they keep on trying to be busy because you don't want to be bored. You don't want to, you want to escape from your thoughts. You want to um, hang out with others because you're like trying to fill the void, you know, that's in your life. Um, and normally if you shut off doing things, you'd think that that would mean being still. That is not the case. Let me tell you this. Your head is full of things. Well, as, if, speaking as a girl, my head is full of things. <laughs> I read recently, I watched this talk that said the guys, yeah, <laughs> that said the guys have like a nothing box in their head. It's hilarious. So good. But anyways, I'm going off topic. Um, so <laughs> yeah, see. Um, so Exodus 14, 14 says, um, the Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. Psalm 46 verse 10, be still and know I'm God. The Bible says that it's important to be still. Psalm 5 verse 3, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. So stillness and closeness are reciprocal. If you're too still, or sorry, if you're still without being close, it's going to struggle to hear God. If you're close without being still, you're also going to struggle to hear God because you're busy talking the whole time and you're not listening to what he's saying. Um, and practically, what do they look like? Stillness um, is expectancy, waiting. You want to be open to God. And closeness is prayer and relationship. You want to know God. Um, both are also dynamic. You're not called to be static as a Christian. Um, and so I will end off with this. We all make mistakes, but with God, hopefully, we can make a few less. <laughs> kia ora, kia ora. All right, so something that I've been uh, struggling with, I would have say, said it would have started um, early last year and uh, I got out of it um, early this year. Um, I believed a lie that was telling me if I preach the gospel, I'm going to have to pay a price, that there's a cost for me on the other side. I believed that for far too long, but me being me, I still told people about Jesus. <laughs> um, but there was something, um, a, a fear rising up in me in the inside which didn't belong to me because I believed that in my heart that I'm going to have to pay a price for this. Um, 
and it was really nibbling on me. Um, but to be honest, you know, you know, want to know what the price is? It really doesn't matter because Jesus already paid it. Um, there is a small cost in our end, though, and that is for us to give up what, who we weren't even created to be because we were created for God and not for us, right? That's what God is asking us to give up, so what's the big deal? What is the big deal with going and telling someone about Jesus or something? Um, it was funny because someone came up to me um, last year, actually, and they said to me, um, why am I not seeing people get healed? Why am I not seeing all these miracles like you, CJ? I just said to him, well, are you actually praying for anyone to get healed? Oh, uh, no. I know your problem. <laughs> so I encourage you, uh, if you're not seeing miracles, if you're not seeing salvations, and that's what you want to see, there's a part that you have to do. Um, I had a revelation of this and fully understand it earlier this year and have walked in it ever since. I don't know about you, but I want to look in the mirror and I want to see who God created. I want to see um, who God loves so much. I want to be able to step in and walk out the gospel and the word every single day. And I don't want to have any fear of men in my heart because we've got nothing to lose. So what if someone laughs at us, right? They, in reality, they're going to hell anyway, and we're the key to their salvation. So we need to step up as Christians. Cheers. Hey. <laughs> one, of my, um, one of my pet topics is power of speech. Thank you, Kathan. Awesome. And I was actually, um, that was going around in my mind, actually, um, when we were singing, you know, singing some of those words and how the power of that is not just singing a song, but the power of it is actually declaring it over our lives, over our church, over our city. So, yeah, I encourage... I encourage us all, myself and us all in the power of speech. But anyway, so we're supposed to be talking about something that we learnt this year and something that we apply to 2018. So I want to open up to you a little bit about something that I have learnt over, um, during the course of 2017. Um, this year brought about an experience for me where I felt... Um, I'm not going to go into any details at all, and you don't need to know them, but, but where I felt, um, I felt it wasn't right, and I felt um, it certainly wasn't fear. It wasn't right and wasn't fear. So this is how I felt um, going through this experience. And so I want to open up to you all and say that I actually felt a little bit annoyed, and I felt actually a little bit angry. Just being right out there with us all. <laughs> I actually felt like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, you just saw that first. Yeah, I've, I felt a little bit angry. And so, so I, um, <laughs> I know. So I had a choice in front of me going through this experience this year. I had a choice in front of me of how I was going to respond to this situation, to this experience. Um, and... I could be standing here in front of us all today 
still feeling incredibly annoyed, still feeling angry, showing the fist. Um, but I thank God, I want to I thank God <laughs> today that he helped me through this. Um, and I needed help. I needed help <laughs> through this. It wasn't easy. Um, but um, he has helped me through this. And he helped me to see others. He asked me, look at others. Look at the situation, this experience. How do I see these people? How do I see the situation? And, and so I was able to see the whole situation, the people involved through his eyes and how much he absolutely loves them, how much he forgives them, and, and how much he has called me to walk in his footsteps wherever we never be like Jesus. So I was, um, it was challenging for me. And I know, give me a chair if you still want to hear me. <laughs> so, so, okay. So I, um, so I can say it wasn't easy. I've been through this in 2017. How I want to apply this in 2018 is that I, in this situation, I have forgiven. I have um, fear or unfair. I have forgiven. I've learned to love. I have learned to bless. I totally bless them. I love them because Jesus loves them. I love them because they're my brothers and sisters. And um, Matthew 6, 14 and 15, it says, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your, your Father will not forgive your sins. I don't want the enemy to have the, the win in anything in my life. I want God to have the win. So, so yes, he has the win. Amen. So I get to go into 2018 with a sweet spirit. Yes and amen. And hopefully I will be stronger. Huh. <laughs> hopefully I'll be stronger to be able to forgive quicker and to love quicker and to bless quicker in 2018. And I encourage us all, I encourage us all in 2018 to love others as God loves them, to see others as he sees them, despite any ugly behavior, which will always can come our way continually. Let's love others, let's forgive others, and we get to live free because of it. Yeah. Amen. Didn't they all do well? Fantastic. Good, eh? Fantastic. What I'd like you to do is just for a moment, I want you to think. It'll be harder for some of you than others. Just think for a moment, one thing that you can carry into next year, living a purpose life. One thing. When you've got it, stand to your feet. Ephesians 2.10 again. For we are God's masterpiece. For you are God's masterpiece. Can you hope that tonight? You are God's masterpiece. You weren't just thrown together. You didn't just happen. You didn't start life as a cell that turned into a fish and became a monkey and then here you are now with intelligence. Did not happen that way. You are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things He planned for us to do long ago. You are here planned and purposed by God 
He has things for you and He has things for me to do. We need to live purpose. We need to live with intention. We can waste, we can waste our lives away or we can live with intention. Father, every person that's standing tonight, I thank you for dropping that thought into our minds, into our spirits. Father, as we commit that to you now, that thing, whatever it is, I thank you that you've made us. I thank you that you have planned out things for us to do. I thank you that your future is our best future. And Lord, I ask for every one of us that we would be able to take hold of that thing and others, but that thing that's on our mind, that's on our heart. And as we walk into 2.18 very shortly, that we would be able to walk with a sense of purpose, a sense of direction, a sense of value, a sense and a great sense of relationship with you. King of kings, the Lord of all lords, our God. Holy Spirit, I ask that you'd even speak to people now and plant seeds for the future. when he was in a cage and an earthquake and a fire and a wind and then he spoke with the smallest of whispers help us catch your whisper tonight Jesus prayer is that not a person in this room tonight would feel a sense of loss 
not knowing that every heart's conviction would be do, do the will of God for our lives and that we would love you and we'd love one another. So I release your blessing on every person tonight in Jesus' name. Father, that our ears would be attuned to you. That when we wake in the mornings, we would wake with a sense of purpose. We'd catch your voice in the middle of the day, in the middle of a conversation. And we'd respond. I pray that as we go into 218, every one of us in this room would know you closer, more intimately. That we would have that sense of being on journey with you. And that you'd use us for your purpose and your sake. And that we would love the journey. In Jesus' name.